0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, everyone. We are extremely happy and proud to announce that we will be taking part in a Movember campaign this year, and the time is nigh to begin this effort in earnest. We will be engaging in some sometimes not-so-friendly competition this year to see who can grow the best Mo. And who can raise the most dough? Are you team Jer? You better be. Team Tay? Maybe team Bride. Who do you think is going to come out on top? Let us know in the comments over on Instagram and YouTube. And in the meantime, put your money where your mouth is and head over to sickboypodcast.com slash Movember to pledge your allegiance. Men's health is near and dear to us. We've spent hours chatting with people who have been through the ringer with everything from cancer to suicidal ideation and the importance of developing a dialogue around these incredibly important topics. On November 8th, we'll be hosting a free live show for our friends at Movember. We'll be speaking with Mitch Hermanson, good friend of the podcast, as well as the director of development over at Movember. We'll also be speaking with John Ollock, who is the Canada Research Chair in Men's Health Promotion at UBC's School of Nursing. And boy oh boy, we can't wait. Last but not least, on November 1st, we're launching a shirt collection that is 100% Movember inspired and 100% supporting our fundraising efforts. Every cent of profit from these t-shirt sales is going to the cause. So why not show your support and get some great new threads in the process? Go to shop.sickboypodcast.com to get yours today. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Katie. She has idiopathic thrombocytopnic purpura. I probably pronounced that wrong. Let's talk about it. Guys. Y'all don't know a single thing about what we're getting into today. I, I really also don't know a single thing about what we're getting into today.
3: Wow, but new. I, That's new for us. But I'm going
1: to try to pronounce what Katie has lived with. And Katie, I want you to jump in and correct me when I for sure fuck this up. Okay. Idi- idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura.
2: Thrombocytopenic.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh yeah, no, sorry. I was I was reading it from a, from the from a breakdown of the three words. Yeah, so so okay. let me try it again. Idiopathic okay. thrombocytopenic purpura.
2: Yes, it was, purpura. Uh, it was pretty. Yeah, purpura, yeah. Purpura. That was close. Purpura. That was good.
1: Or um, uh, and from, from here on out, known as ITP.
2: ITP, okay. which, which
1: sounds which sounds like a rap group. That wears clown makeup,
2: yeah. or, or, a,
3: or a transport
1: company. <laughs> when, I, when I
2: lived in Atlanta, they had a circle around the city of like this highway, and it was the perimeter. And so they had ITP and OTP. So inside the perimeter, and outside the perimeter, and there's these ah. stickers that was like ITP life. I was like, yeah,
1: you're like, <laughs> like, <that> was me. <laughs> that was you. So so, Katie, um, you're from the states. You're from you're from down uh, down in the southern states. Um, yes. Uh, welcome to, uh, Canada by, (laughs) by way of zoom.
2: Um,
1: what is, what is ITP? And, and can you break down those three words for us?
2: Yes, I can. And I've since learned, you know, that the I can also stand for immune. Some people can, it could also be an immune response. Okay. So, um, idiopathic essentially means they don't know where it comes from. They don't know the cause. Immune would be like autoimmune. Your body is kind of Causing it to happen. Uh, thrombocytopenic uh, means you don't have enough platelets. So platelets okay. help with clotting, and um, you should have within a certain amount. And um, anything, it, it's like 150,000 to 400,000. I don't know the unit measure, but that's sure. the number, <laughs> the range it should be. Right. And mm-hmm. um, anything less than that can be considered thrombocytopenia. And then purpura refers to. Um, the little blood vessels breaking under your skin, so um, it can be little dots, and then it can turn into bruises, and then it can also be, you know, like just bleeding underneath the skin. It's, it just looks like these big purplish blotches.
1: Right? Is so, that kind of is that kind of the thing you see on like really old people's skin?
2: I I think it's similar. Yeah, it's just like the weakened blood vessels under the skin kind of right. breaking, like they, and then
0: they usually it, it like a get absorbed. That usually like accompanies like varicose veins.
1: No, no, I'm talking like you ever see, do. You ever like sit with someone who's like really old like skin and, blotches like, that old people get. And they they like <laughs> it looks like their like especially on their hands and stuff. Or someone yeah. who's like close to death, like around their hands they they, they just get these like dots. No, full on big dark bruises.
3: Oh, like okay. v- they almost yeah. look like birthmarks. I'm thir- yeah, yeah, like birthmarks. Yeah. Do you? Bru- I mean,
1: I'm, assuming similar,
2: you bruise, yeah. I'm assuming you bruise. Yeah.
3: I'm assuming you bruise easily
2: well uh this' is actually something I've been in remission from so I definitely did it, it got to the point where I like couldn't stand for long periods of time because the bottom of my feet were bruising so bad oh my god Whoa. and i I think I wrote this in the email like i I was like a, I was much younger but I could draw on my skin and it would appear in bruises oh my god it was like really bad my uh my levels if it was it's supposed to be within 150 thousand to four hundred thousand when I got diagnosed my levels were like less than three thousand.
0: Whoa, wow. that's oh, like wow. the shittiest yeah. magic erase drawing board <laughs> because like you would draw on it and like eventually it would go away, but it would take fucking yeah. like for Halloween nights. though. It would be a great way to fuck with people. You know, you just like,
1: you just like just quickly write, help me across your chest and you go, Oh, yeah. what the fuck? And lift up your shirt. People
0: are like, Oh, yeah. what the wow.
3: fuck? We're yeah. very silver
0: linings uh, oriented <laughs> okay. over here. I
3: appreciate
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you ever do anything like that? <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, not, not to help me, but I would draw like little shapes when I realized I could do it, Yeah, but that's probably not the best idea.
1: <laughs> so, so take us back then. You, you said you're in remission. Take us back to the beginning. I know this happened, uh, that this like came up when you were quite young. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what, like take us through the story of how this all comes to be. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting story. <laughs>
2: Okay. Um, so I think I was 13. I kind of tried to look back and it's somewhere around that time. I was just starting high school and, um, I, yeah, I just noticed a rash on my, what I thought was a rash on my ankles and my mom's a nurse. Um, and I showed it to her little tiny red dots. They weren't itchy. They weren't raised. I was like, okay. And she kind of was like, we'll keep an eye on it. And the next morning it was kind of up to my knees. So she made me a doctor's appointment and I don't know the time lapse in between that doctor's appointment when I first noticed it, maybe a few days. And by the time I went to the doctor, it was like on my torso and on my face. And it turns out these are something called petechiae, which is the little blood vessels breaking, but just the capillary. So it's just like little pinpoint dots. So those were all over. Yeah. I get that.
1: I get that when I, when I cough so hard and I throw up, I get that. (laughs) Or when I drink too much and I throw up, I get that all around my eyes.
0: (laughs) These,
2: these little
1: like red like dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Usually like w- once a week, like every weekend. Yeah, hey, 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 yeah,
2: hey. Jared just, Jared just tries, Jared just,
3: just tries to really experience what our guests uh, yeah, that's right. are going yeah. through yeah. to do next. So, so these are these are the sacrifices mm-hmm. that he makes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, very committed. Yeah, very committed. Um, so we lived in a really small town up in northeast Georgia and we just went to the family doctor there and he recognized he's it's petite guys so we'll just draw your blood and see what's going on but I felt fine I looked fine otherwise so they drew I think just like a CBC and sent me back to school and the What's next a CBC?
1: Day, I, I I know oh. that our podcast is on CBC which is the Canadian <laughs> Broadcast Corporation uh, but yes. what, what is it, what is a CBC outside of that, uh, context?
2: <laughs> the doctor called Canada. Yeah. Um, no, it's, um, it's a complete blood count. So it, uh, I should, I'm a nurse. I should know all the things it measures, but it's, um, <laughs> it breaks down just the amount, um, per, I guess. Sure. Unit of like, you know, white blood cells, red blood cells in this instance, platelets sure, are sure, most sure. important. Um, just in your blood and, you know, compares it to the, what's considered like the normal range.
1: Okay. A complete blood count. Good, good. Okay. Perfect.
2: So I, um, he sent that off and I went to school and I think it was the next day it came in and uh, this is not the most fun part to talk about, but I was on my period during this. I was like very new to that as a teenager and I thought it could be totally normal that I went through like seven or eight pads in the first four hours of school. I was oh, like, yeah, right. that's, I went to the school nurse and she was like, yeah, here's some more. And yeah. Cause you've got no like reference to totally. really. Yeah. I was, I, I really <laughs> didn't think anything of it except for like, well, this sucks, but you know,
3: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So that was, that's relevant as far as um my whole blood count was just out of whack because I was losing so much blood.
3: Oh,
1: wow. But
2: specifically my platelets. He, um, this doctor actually called my mom at work. Um, The doctor, not like his nurse or he, he was like urgent. He was like, you need to go get Katie to a hospital right now. Um, if you can't get to her fast enough, you know, call an ambulance, have them pick her up and drive her to a hospital. Like, wow. she's going to not wow. be okay. Yeah, so <laughs> my a lot of this I've gotten from my mom, obviously, because she went through on that end, on the stressful end. Mm-hmm. Whereas I heard her over the intercom at my school, like, crying in the background Oh Very my upset. god! And I was so embarrassed.
1: <laughs> like, oh no! no. That, I mean, like it's <laughs> heartbreaking <laughs> to hear that, but also as as like putting yourself in the position of, as the kid, that is yeah. like the most <laughs> embarrassing thing ever. Katie,
3: Katie, <laughs> Katie, Katie, we need you.
0: Your mother needs you. Oh, Katie. Please come. My
3: baby, I,
1: my baby. I need I parental guidance her
0: right her. now. <laughs> You're like, oh you my god, my like, mom. <laughs> oh my mom, God! You're so weak. You need Why are you being you such so your weak. mother? <laughs> <laughs> you weak human, mom. And then,
2: I went up to the office, like didn't bring any of my stuff, left it all in the class. And she's like, "What are you doing? You have to
3: go." <laughs> Man, you're a baller.
2: So, what's I, your, what's I, your
3: reaction? Like, I, 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 are you, like do you are think you, someone's I, dead? Are you alerted to the to the urgency of this, yeah. or are you, are, or or is your um, mom trying to shield you from that?
2: No. She, she once i got up there she was like no you're not getting your stuff like we're leaving we're going to the hospital and she said you know something was wrong with my blood count at the time unfortunately the doctor's like her white blood cells like are so low that it could be cancer you know he threw out all these terrible things not sure. to say IT, itp wasn't terrible but you hear cancer and you're like oh my god
0: yeah um, um
2: so yeah she kind of was like this is bad.
0: Yeah. You can know, I so. can I just can I just ask you how how pissed you were that you weren't able to go get your your school supplies from your class because oh, I remember I, was... I remember when I was in school there was a <laughs> there was a fire alarm once and I had my like little pencil case and I the fire alarm went off and I brought like packed my pencils up and I put them in the pencil case and I carried it outside and some <laughs> kid who was in like the grade above me was like, "Hey loser, it was a it was a drill." <laughs> You need to bring your pencil case with you. And I was like, how do you know it was a drill? Did you know it was a drill before? Because if it wasn't, it really took me minimal, a minimal amount of effort yeah. to pack my stuff <laughs> yeah. and bring it with me, and I took a precaution. Yeah. So We've never really had a more that. relevant
2: aside on and the so, podcast before than so
0: that. <laughs> that was, so <laughs> I, just need to, I just needed to work that out. It's something that I'll probably bring up in therapy the next time I go to therapy. But I'm just wondering, were you really upset that you had to leave your school supplies? Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. I I think I was pretty adamant about coming back to get it and she wouldn't let me. (laughs) I,
0: I bet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for that
2: <laughs> I mean no it's an important question
0: <laughs> I th- totally I think relevant it's yeah. probably the most important question that will be asked yeah. Yeah. in this yeah, I'm this so glad I'm so glad that we
3: got away from your <laughs> <Yeah>. medical story
1: <laughs> thanks for listening everybody uh, leave a rainy review on Apple
0: podcast and uh, we'll see you next week and if you feel uh, <laughs> an anxious attachment towards uh, objects that you have in your life um, you can reach out to me and yeah, I'll help okay. you work through that okay
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry wherever you were there Katie <laughs> uh, okay. you're with your
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think she expressed that, you know, I was, I was really sick, but they didn't know what it was. So we were rushing to the city called Gainesville in northern Georgia, like, like an hour north of Atlanta. So we didn't quite go to the biggest hospital system, we went to the closest ER. Mm-hmm. And that was like an hour. So I remember. Also, what was terrible is there was just when I got out of the car, there was just blood all over the seat, which was
3: awful. Oh,
1: oh no! Crazy. And
2: just I had to walk into the hospital like that. So if, again, I was just like so embarrassed the whole day.
3: And yeah. is that because you're yeah. on your you're on your period and and, yeah. and you just and you don't, just, you're just you know, there's no, no platelets,
2: no clotting, just
1: yeah.
3: Right. yeah. Would have been helpful to have like
1: maybe your school supplies just, yeah. with so that was
2: you. Super. Mm.
1: Is this do you like do you know if this uh, ITP is something that is that is um exclusively f- found in in women or or uh, is it mm-hmm. like this can happen to anyone?
2: It can happen to anyone and it's actually like the idiopathic kind. A lot of people have it chronically and they're diagnosed like really young, like to oh, so wow. it's actually like a very uncommon age to get it and just mm. have it not related to a medical procedure or some kind of underlying condition they could identify. Like just right. having it show up is super weird.
1: Right. Okay. Um,
2: and yeah, I don't think it's exclusive to women. You know, I have like I'm on like Facebook pages and stuff, and I see, and you know, you kind of respond to people who just had kids diagnosed or they just got diagnosed, and you want to like interact with them a little bit. And It tends to be like really young kids for the most part,
1: right? Okay. As far as
2: initial diagnosis, some people, okay. yeah, some people have it their whole life. Wow, which I can't imagine.
3: And so you show but, up to the um, so you show up to the ER, yeah. and they're throwing out they're throwing out different. They're, they don't know what it is yet. They're just throwing out like some possibilities and, and, and some of those possibilities are cancer, which is obviously like very scary. And what, what, what mm-hmm. do they, what do they do with you at the hospital to, to like <laughs> dig in and investigate what's going on? So they,
2: they draw more blood of course. And yeah, essentially I just have no platelets. Um, and I guess by the time I'm there, my mom said she had called my dad like, I don't know, 50 times, he was on a business trip to Chicago, he had his phone off, and he flew home without calling her, so he's just on a plane and shows up, so she was handling a lot of this by herself, so she, I know she had a lot going through her mind, and she's told me all the things they've thrown out there, I don't remember exactly, but they, I know they said, like, this was a blood issue, Um, because I wasn't sick, I didn't have anything else going on, I wasn't taking, like, any medications that could have caused it. So they found a hematologist in Gainesville, which was, you know, maybe about an hour away from where we lived, but he was an adult hematologist and they're like, well, you know, she does need to see a pediatric one, but they called him to see if there was anything like he could do, or if I needed to be transported, like meta-transported down to Atlanta. And he's like, well, no, apparently his son had had this diagnosis, like the year prior and his son, I think was 17 or 18. Oh, wow. And wow. so. As a hematologist, he obviously learned anything and everything he could to help treat his son. And he's like, "No, I'll take her on as a patient. Like, I know everything about this right now."
1: And he was like, "And then he was like, and also, I think I'm going to set my son up with this young woman. I was thinking they will make make babies.
0: It sounded And We we will
1: use those babies to get to the bottom of
0: this fucking disease. (laughs) Yes, as any ethical
3: doctor would.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: It sounded like a like a movie script." (laughs) Uh,
2: for
3: it's, sure yeah it was very romantic yeah <laughs> it's a it's a it's a sci-fi rom-com <laughs>
2: Five yeah. feet apart. <laughs> uh, it's also a little, it's gory it's yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah there's something for everyone there's something it's for everyone
3: <laughs> <laughs> so much blood
2: um, so i'm sure my mom's gonna listen to this later but i so we go to this office it's like attached to the hospital and at this point, they haven't given me any blood transfusions or anything because they want it to be like diagnosed, I, I don't know, with what it is and not have it all my values changed by something. So haven't done much except for they gave me a bunch of scrubs to wear, which was really nice. And they send me to this office and we get there and my mom is trying to sign me in as a patient. And the woman's like, no, no, we don't see pediatric patients. And she's like, I, I've never heard my mom curse in public. She's something like the fuck you don't like. My daughter yeah. will be seen, <laughs> and oh, the doctor yeah. walks by in the background. It's like Miss McCann, no. Like, yeah.
1: She's like, do you want to live today?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I, honestly,
1: that's one of my favorite things ever. My, my I, like moms that that advocate for their children for in a medical <laughs> sense. Like my my mom's done that shit, mm-hmm. and it's like my mom's yeah. my mom's a really chill woman. Yeah, she and like it pretty really like is. pretty you know she's like qu- sort of sort of quiet and doesn't really like. She's not—she's not, like, very boisterous, but, Mm man— You get it. You get. You get in between a mother and her fucking child yeah. in a hospital. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's see, a
0: scene, and I, it's and it's a scene that I'm here for. I, I, I love seeing that shit. I can relate to that, but not at hospitals. Um, at police stations, like my mom advocating for, <laughs> for, for your <laughs> release. brother and I. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's release. really it's really uh, <laughs> heartwarming, you know, just just see them going to bat for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really <No>. funny. <laughs> so yeah,
2: same thing. My mom's like five foot nothing, like very slim blonde woman just very soft-spoken and yeah she <laughs> this not, that's great so i don't remember much that went on the office that day except for they prescribed me like a ton of medication so i'm i'm not sure if they did a platelet transfusion that day or not i feel like they must have but um i was on a ton of steroids like just super high doses of steroids and they stopped my period for several years just to be on the safe side, like completely shut it down. They're like, we don't need this happening. That's a different issue. (laughs) We need to focus on fixing this. So that was, I didn't mind that part. How do they, how
1: do they do that? Well, what is it that they use to just like straight up stop a period?
2: I, from what I understand, it was something similar, like in the vein of birth control, except for like never taking the off pills.
1: Right. Got you. Okay. Like right. just,
2: I'm pretty sure it was, I don't know if it was exactly birth control. It was hormonal though. It was just like strictly. Right.
1: Because like, with birth
2: no. control,
3: you can like, you can take it in a way that would stop your period. If you didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, you if could you skip the update. I don't
2: know if that's recommended, but.
3: You
1: have to say that because you're, you're a healthcare professional. Right. But I mean, yeah. we all know, we all know. Because <laughs> like,
3: correct me if I'm wrong. There's like, there's like three weeks. Three weeks of on pills and then you take like yeah. sugar pills or whatever to keep the yeah, to keep the yeah. habit going of taking the pill every day, but it doesn't it's yeah. not doing anything right. But and if you keep going yeah, I
2: think you could technically skip those in for that amount of days and start taking them. I don't know that it would be any different. But right. it,
0: is there I a guess risk? If you
2: just keep, what's that?
0: Oh sorry, I was just gonna say, is there a risk of like like stopping your period for that long? Like like in terms of, you know, no, I don't know being able I'm to sure. like,
2: I, I know that. Well, the, I know the doctor mentioned it, like, pregnancy would be a really dangerous time as far as when people are known to relapse, people that have recovered from this. Because it's like, it's a time you could lose a lot of blood. They also told me never to donate blood, because if, mm. like, a massive blood loss could, like, trigger right. a relapse, And because since I don't know what caused it in the beginning. Right. But he said, like, if I were ever looking into having a kid, I need to go to start seeing a hematologist before I even, like... Mm. Try to start doing that. Yeah. And as far as conceiving, I don't know since they shut it down for so long, I guess that's a possibility. I, I've, I've looked into it. I've Googled it, but it's not really clear, mm-hmm. but I haven't, I haven't tried to do that. So. Yeah, I
3: think, I think it like, I think, and this is, this is my understanding, like uh, 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 as a, as like a, as like a, taking in information from Kyla is that as a (coughs) non-medical working male without a
1: reproduction as a lady,
3: but but who, but who (laughs) listens very intently to (laughs) their partner who seems to know everything on the subject. Um, it, 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 that has something to do with like, once you, once you, whether you go off the pill or whatever, like contraception you might be on that there's like a, uh, at least from like a medical standpoint, there's like a there's like, a, I think that the default is like a six month, like resetting of your, um, of your period where like, it's, it has to like normalize over a period of time when it's been, when you've been, uh, controlling it with birth control uh, over a certain yeah, period. Of time. So I, anyway, I've that's, definitely heard that. Yeah. And that's my understanding. Even,
2: anyway. even like when I got off, whatever was controlling, like stopping it for that long. Um, I had it, my periods were really bad after that, like mm. really long, just terrible. So I actually immediately got on birth control, <laughs> like and right uh, after I stopped taking this other one. Right,
3: right, right. And are you like, I I, I, it sounds like your, your your period is something that like alerted you to this, not, you know, you had the spots and everything, but like yeah. the crazy heavy bleeding from your period. Like if you were to, would it be similar to like if you got a cut, would it just like not heal? You know, you oh, just yeah. like, just I, I couldn't go eat. to
2: school. I I couldn't like be around sharp objects. I like, I was told to distribute my weight as much as possible. So I wouldn't like cause like big, like hematomas and bleeding under my skin.
1: Oh. I'm just picturing you like rolling around to get around, like like you just like, <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. just flatten your body and just kind of yeah. fucking pancake. They like, "Can you walk on? Can you can you
3: use, can you walk on? Can you use your hands as feet like an animal yeah. so that you so that your weight is like more distributed?" Over, I feel over like a that f- would
0: that would be like ten times worse because you'd just be bruising your whole body. And yeah. like, if you, like yeah. I'm imagining like Brian, uh, there's less weight. Yeah, but you have more surface area, so you could hit a piece of. There's more odds. Higher odds you'll hit a piece of glass or something. This is true. Like, this is true. Like, rolling around on the really ground, you're your odds of cutting. Katie, are, are I just higher. wanna
3: I just want to I just <laughs> want to throw this out there. You you are you have an infectious smile and you're laughing a lot and you're really egging us on. You're like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> you're, you, Taylor has to say this because there's people listening right now going Shut the fuck yeah, up! Yeah, you're Pick the wrong podcast. Your laughter
3: <laughs> is really bringing out the like the, the like massive sidebars.
1: So, so uh, to, to to kind of rein things back in, it's your fault, Katie. You, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I
2: accept our responsibility.
1: <laughs> um, you you go in. You you know this this um, this blood doctor who's got the son who has had the same th- diagnosis. He comes in. He's he decides to step in and treat you you're getting all these steroids. They, they halt your period. Um, and when you said like, you couldn't go to school, did you just like straight up not go back to school that year? Like that was it? No, I didn't go back. Wow. So um, you you just became like the bubble kid. Like, like,
2: yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's like, I, um, the, I think the teachers were really, I guess it would be sympathetic. I don't think I got nearly the amount of assignments as the other kids. Very cool. And, yeah, you know, I had you know, kids in my neighborhood. So they'd send home my assignments with the kids they lived, you know, they knew live near me. They'd drop them off and I'd kind of the same thing, kind of send them back the same way. And there was not, it's not as timely, I mean, deadline as it would normally be. Mm. And um, whenever there was a test, the way the school worked it out is any test that week, I would just go in Friday after school was out and take the test that I had that week. Wow. So that when- way was still like fair and I couldn't cheat, but also, you know, I had my own face and nobody could bump into me. And, and this you
1: know. was all because of the risk of you bleeding out from some yeah, like if I outside got cut factor or
2: something. Yeah. Wow. Like they, they're like lockers are too sharp. Like yeah. you don't want to get in your one. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> was right. it, was it, was it cool when the kids would come and drop off assignments? Would you like open the door and be like, Hey, like it's been really fun just chilling at home. Or was it like dark and kind of scary? Like they would drop them <laughs> off and you'd be like, like in a house coat, all bundled up, and like you know, bruised <laughs> from your the, like drawing on your face and stuff that you would you would be sort of scary to them. Do you remember how that felt?
2: Um. Okay. So I feel like this is gonna be way less interesting of an answer. It was usually like their parents. <laughs> <laughs> like really sad. Like oh, Aw, Katie. Like here's yeah. your schoolwork. Here's the
0: like. <laughs> yeah. and, and I guess the serious part of that question is is like how did it feel to be pulled out of, out of school? what probably felt like really abruptly and then not able to like see your friends.
2: It was, I think it was weird. Mostly, I guess I left this part out. Um, I was pole vaulting like the day before I got diagnosed. I was not a good pole vaulter. Let's be clear. I was (laughs) not good at it,
3: but the activity (laughs) in general was risky.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I was, um, I was a really, I was really good at cross country. I was really athletic. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, don't get off the couch and take oh. all these steroids that make you super hungry and just be immobile. So I I gained a lot of weight, which was what I was really upset about.
1: Mm. Did and you get moon face? Did you get the, like the yes, round? Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah. Oh,
2: that it was, it was super cute. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, I was on a high dose steroid regimen for like over a year. They tapered it eventually, but they kept it up really high to avoid like alternative treatments. Right. Um.
3: What but, was what was that like with the I mean going from being at just it's probably hard to recognize I guess in the moment from like a mental health standpoint but I'm uh, there there must I'm assuming there's like a there's a that has an impact mentally on I mean obviously just staying home from school and not seeing your friends but also yeah going from not from being athletic to not being mm-hmm. you know, able to do that
2: I I think it was definitely a big change as far as you know I think I became this I'm going to throw it in a positive. I think it became a better student. I like ended up getting really good at like time management and getting stuff done at home. I ended up going to college early later, like in my life. And um, I was actually a, I was a music major for two years. So I got to play my flute all the time. I was fine with that. Got really good at the prices. Right. Got really good at cooking and like having dinner <laughs> ready when my parents came home. Like, I became more self-sufficient. So I'm going to throw it in a positive light as I can't, I, you know, I got a lot of, Home life skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Price is Right
3: is like a kind of like an economics major. You know, you're really, stage. really, yeah. you're really studying. You're really studying like like retail prices, yeah. like yeah. what the market will pay for a trip to Cancun. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would argue a bit of physics in there too, because if you like, when you see that wheel start to spin and you're like, it's gonna land on yeah. a dollar. You yeah. could like then you know you're doing this. You know that meme where like all of the math equations are like flying past the person's yeah. head. That is literally you. Judging the, the, the velocity of the wheel spinning. Yeah. I bet so you that's going to be a dollar for I sure. I bet you, t- like, bringing this story to L.A.,
1: they would put you on The Prices Right in a heartbeat. They'd be right, like, sure, oh, get yeah. this fucking girl a seat.
3: 100%. Yeah. <laughs> RIP, <laughs> Bob.
2: All right, so that's my next goal, if you guys have <laughs> Contact over
1: there. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: we'll, we'll source. Next we'll, time
1: we
0: bring <laughs> up sick wish, we'll, we'll we'll try to make that <laughs> wish come true. That would actually be incredible.
2: <laughs>
1: um,
0: what about the? You you said you were putting it in a, in like putting a positive spin on it, but like you know we we're, we're we're not afraid to like dive into the the shitty sides of this too. So like being s- stuck home and Taylor was Taylor was sort of asking the question um, earlier too, asking about your mental health. Like, did it? did it affect you negatively or do you feel like you're just an inherently positive person?
2: Um, definitely the second one. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think I have a different um, memory of maybe how bad it was hmm. because my parents were always like, you're doing so good. Like you're, you're being awesome. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. You're getting better. You know, like it was like, everybody was encouraging all the time. And then talking to them, Later. My dad's like, oh no, you were like really moody. You were kind of a bitch. Like you were <laughs> kind of awful through this whole thing. Like in in retrospect, I was like, maybe I was. And he said, like in an emotional standpoint, just because I think I was on a lot of steroids, I was on a lot of hormones. Yeah. And he was like, You were up and down. You'd be like super great this time i ha- laughing, having fun over here. And then something minor would happen and you just start crying and you get so upset, like disproportionately. And I think I don't have, I don't know if I blocked that out or if I just remember like the highlights of, you know, getting blood drawn all the time and taking all these medicines and being hot. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it from other people's pers- perspectives, I've gained kind of maybe, yeah, my mental health may not have been great while I was mm-hmm. going through it. But I've heard that mostly from other people because I'm like, no, everybody told me I was doing great all the time. Yeah. Like, I was delightful. <laughs> yeah.
0: In, in terms of like, like when you were going through this, um, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to be in your shoes. And I, I imagine that, I, uh, I guess, I guess I'm curious first whether or not you, kn- you knew if there was like a timeline for how long it was going to take for you to, to get better or were you just like going about this, you know, not really knowing when <laughs> you would be able to get back to life quote unquote as, as normal.
2: Yeah, um, they were really hard-pressed to, like, provide a timeline because they don't know, because it could have been chronic. It could have been mm. forever. Mm-hmm. They were um, they were really unsure because, like, some days I'd go back and my levels would start to go up a little bit, and that'd be great. And then the next time, you know, I was having my blood drawn, like, two or three times a week. Oh, wow. And to your point earlier, like, the bruises here and down my arm, just, like, they were drawing blood from my feet at one point because they just couldn't find things up here because I was just so bruised all the time. Oh, so like, as far as like how fast I was getting better, once it eventually kind of started that upward trend of getting better, they would start to taper down the steroids mm-hmm. and like, okay, this is looking good. But then they start to go down like, Hey, one of the alternatives is we can remove her spleen and that maybe would fix this. Cause in some instances it fixes that. So that was oh. on the table for a while. And if that didn't work, then it goes to like after a year, is it chronic or is it going to get better? And it, it didn't, I think they knew pretty early on that it wasn't going to be chronic, but they couldn't mm-hmm. find anything underlying to treat to fix it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, we'll just keep doing steroids. That seems to encourage, um, you know, her getting better. I guess, oh, mm-hmm. I forgot the, um, so they drew my bone marrow and my platelet levels. That's where platelets are made is in your bone marrow. And my platelet level there was totally normal. So they determined quickly that it was autoimmune because they were being produced at a normal rate and then going out in my bloodstream and just getting destroyed by my own body as if they were foreign. Weird. So um, that part, like once they saw those start to kind of level out and match each other because um, the ones in my bone marrow were getting like super high because they were trying to keep up with the demand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think once those started to balance out, that was a good sign too.
0: It kind of reminds me of uh, of like, like COVID in the sense that like being – like having to be stuck in at home and not really know yeah. how long it will be for, but like yeah. feeling like eventually it's gonna end. Yeah, yeah, you were in dress rehearsal. Yeah.
2: What, what, yeah, what was in the original? What, yeah. what were
3: some of the um, like in a world where in a world where let's imagine you get this diagnosis and they're like, hey, you world. can't get you can't get in a world. Yeah, this is the start of the this is the movie trailer the movie um, <laughs> that you can't uh, you know that you can't get hurt in like you can't get cut like imagine you had this like. You know, Saran wrap suit on that was like you can't get cut wearing this suit, so you can go to school and do all this stuff or Dude, whatever. Mormon underwear, that's it. It's Mormon you should underwear. Should have been Mormon. That like yeah. that was the whole fucking thing. Yeah, exactly, you're right. I just should have got a should have got a <laughs> pair of those. So if you had imagine that, what were the risks to your health other than other than like we need to protect her physically mm. from being injured by a cut or a fall or something like? <laughs> what is going on what, in high school? What is the Drugs, yeah, like like drugs for sure. No,
0: <laughs> no.
2: Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah,
1: dude. <no>. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed so hard. hard at that because it's such a serious problem. <laughs> yeah,
3: but, but you know uh, everything has comedy. Um, wait, what what are those? What are those? Like, how, it, it, when you're just if you're just sitting there and there's no physical risk to you, what it, what are some of the potential problems that this is going to cause you?
2: No like okay. so and and, 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 <laughs> and, and not, that,
3: not that there has to be, I'm just wondering like you know if you just if you just sit there untreated but not but not like at risk of um you know hurting yourself uh it, like is the top number one concern when somebody has this thing like we really just need to mitigate all physical risk for this person because if they do get hurt, they could die, which is like similar to somebody we talked to in the podcast. Earlier in the year, who had something called hemophilia, which is mm. which is basically which sounds very, sounds very similar, similar yeah, yeah. at yeah. least to, from the risk side. Like if you get,
1: yeah, cut, that's a, you could, the
2: genetic component. Mine didn't have. Yeah. I right, mean, right. Is it's very it, similar to, okay.
1: to to kind of piggyback on what Taylor's saying? Like one of the things that I that I heard you reference earlier, and and I'm kind of curious to hear more about was the like you were told not to stand on your feet. Like there was bruising in your feet. Like mm-hmm. is that it? Like I can imagine. That's gotta be bad. You know, like if you, yeah. if you, if you can't even fucking stand uh, on your feet, yeah.
3: like is blood pooling in your body in certain ways yeah. or.
2: It's, it's not so much pooling. Like is that, um, it's, well, I guess that's a good way to describe it. It's coming out of the capillaries. Like there's so much, there's nothing to stop it from going through the capillaries. So once, you know, like if you get a cut, there's nothing to stop it. So it's almost like I have a cut under my skin is a bruise, but if mm. I keep pushing on that bruise, it's getting worse.
1: Yeah. So, so like, literally just the weight of your body on your feet yeah. is causing your feet to bleed out internally. Yes,
2: I mean, <laughs> it's not like an internal organ bleeding where it's just going to keep going because blood supplied there. But yeah, it's like if you had a bruise on your arm and then you just kept smacking it, I, I don't know why. It would, like it's going to get worse. And any pressure was like me doing
0: that.
2: Wow. Mm. So as far as like other concerns, I know internal bleeding was like a big one. Um, just like something... I don't know how it would get ruptured, but that happening and then not noticing it right away.
3: Right, mm-hmm. right. And right. knowing
2: what was happening.
3: Yeah, something you and can't then, see happening inside your body. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, as far as like, I didn't feel that sick. That was like the weirdest part. Like, yeah. the things, like, I felt kind of maybe tired and weak, but not overwhelmingly. Like, that was the weirdest part is like, I was told I was so, so sick. And I was like, I kind of feel just. I'm kind of tired today. Like, yeah, it was yeah, such yeah. an odd experience for like, no, you're so sick, you can't go to school for months on end.
3: Yeah. Right, what, what a weird like disconnect. Like, almost like you're yeah. like, are you guys telling me the truth? Yeah.
1: I mean, feeling... I looked
2: sick. Don't get me wrong. I looked yeah. like I had, like, well, looked like I had a drug problem. Like, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, you yeah. were the
1: girl drawing all over your body and, and
0: bruising. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, I was really that's
2: really
0: <laughs> that's that's horror movie sick. That's you know, that's what I was imagining though. Like, like not knowing the specific timeline. Like, how uh, I I would imagine myself going crazy, wondering like, well, like fuck, like do I just have to stay home forever then? Like, like I can't. What what uh, it's kind of like thinking about like the risk, like. The, w- at what point does, like, the risk or, like, the the downside of it um, outweigh the risk of going out? Like, can't you just get a bubble yeah. suit and actually go out? What, what <laughs> was what was the timeline? Like, at, at what point did
1: you... When, when did you go back to school? Like, when, when did things start to come back? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't, like, overnight. One day you were yeah. just like, okay, I'm good. But, like, when did you kind of start to return to some sort of normalcy?
2: So I... I we can't I looked through like old emails and things this was back in the early 2000s I could not find like my actual like time frame but we believe I, I got diagnosed like sometime in the winter um so maybe like somewhere between December and January and I went back to school the next August
1: oh, wow. I don't know so, when yeah. school starts
2: in Canada but starts in August here yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah September, September here yeah yeah okay. same time
2: So, but when I went back to school, again, I I think I just have a lot of embarrassing memories from this. So the vice principal would come to my every class, like three or four minutes before class was let out and come get me and walk me carry all my stuff and carry it to my locker, switch out the books I needed and then walk me to my next class before anybody else was like released into the hallway. So I couldn't get bumped. I wasn't really supposed to like go near my locker, didn't want my book bag, like bruising my shoulders. so. Oh. I had like seven classes, so like seven times a day, my vice principal would just come and get me. And he's a great guy, very nice. It's like, mm-hmm.
1: But like socially, you're the you're yeah. the fucking
0: pariah. Like you're this weird <laughs> yeah. fucking pretty, yeah. the bruise girl. Probably pretty <laughs> annoying for him too. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he didn't love it. And he yeah. did. He was and like, he's like, I got school. fucking work to do.
3: <laughs> and he let every he let everybody know before each class ended. He was like. Katie, go in the hallway. I'm going to meet you in the hallway. Katie, Katie, I'll meet you in the hallway. Everybody stay in your room. I'm going to see
0: you in the hallway, Katie. We're gonna, you and me. You and me, we're in this together. Just wait until we give you the all clear. We'll just give you the all clear when Katie's in her next class. That is, that is I
1: mean, that is really kind of like heartbreaking as a kid. Yes, totally. <laughs> you know. And I, I,
2: guess I was a sophomore or a junior in high school, so it wasn't like, it wasn't even like he was escorting a little kid around for safety. Like, it was. Almost an adult. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. They, they should have, have just, a
0: woman around. <laughs> they they, <laughs>
2: they,
0: they should have just given you a reflective vest, and then that would. And you <laughs> no, wouldn't have had actually. to come and walk. <laughs>
3: what was the uh, What was the decision to go back to school? Because obviously, it sounds like you're still very much at risk. Maybe even the same risk as you were, you know, when you were at home. Did it come to a point where it was like? we just have to get this girl back to a normal life <laughs> um, and we'll just like, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to deal with the risks as they come.
2: I, I know they mentioned that I couldn't like miss more school as far as not being left behind a grade. Yeah. So they're like, you do need to actually come back even though like I did fine with the home thing, but I guess that wasn't really kosher in that realm. Like yeah. nowadays. Yeah. That's cool. Like I, I they should have had the, the zoom calls for class. They didn't have yeah, that.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> um but I think it was more of my platelet levels were going up, whereas they weren't normal, but they were, I wasn't going to bleed out in a few seconds if I got like a gash at school. Like, right. so they were higher and they were trending upwards. Like they were no longer like bouncing up and down. They were starting to go up and keep going up. Mm-hmm. So even right now, like I get my blood drawn for, I don't know, maybe once or twice a year just to kind of check on everything. And right now I'm on, I'm on the low side of normal. So if it's that 150 to 400,000, I think I was like, I think it was like over 200 so like right. that's totally fine that's in the normal range but back then i think it was like close enough like it's not normal but she's not gonna die
0: mm-hmm. got yeah. you yeah <laughs> did you ever have any like really close calls at at all during that time when you you got cut when you weren't supposed to
2: i don't think so i know that the worst one was when i first got there like that was like, just being on like, your
1: she, period yeah. yeah
2: yeah that yeah. almost yeah. killed me which is also embarrassing <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, What a horrible way to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she got, she, she got her period, became a woman, and then died.
2: Good.
1: Isn't that Carrie?
3: Isn't that like the plot to Carrie? Almost? Not at all. No. <laughs> Have you not seen Carrie? It's been a while. No.
1: No. They drop a bucket of pigs' blood on her. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Oh right. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. That is
2: what I'm thinking. They drop
1: about. a period on her. <laughs> <laughs> it was a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. It's a metaphor.
0: Um, man, imagine, imagine oh, too, oh, if fuck. if you died when you had your period, the story that they would tell all the other. Uh, Uh, Little kids your age, like Uh, you got our period. That was it. I um, I so
1: you you end up you're you're in remission now. Um and and I I suppose that this remission sort of began around the around this time shortly after the vice principals kind of walking around high school for (laughs) for the rest of your high school career. But
2: yeah, um, forever. Um, I think once they officially kind of stopped all the steroids, like I said, they still continued to stop my period, but they like once they tapered me off all the steroids, they're like, okay, you're in a normal range. You're maintaining that on your own, so we're going to call this permission. If it didn't come back within that year, they wouldn't consider it chronic. Think of
0: your favorite one-hit wonder.
1: Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or
2: that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey.
1: And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of
3: friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It.
2: Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today.
3: Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes.
2: So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: So so then to come back to the idiopathic slash um, mm. immune response is there i mean and and you know was this a conversation that you ended up having with that blood doctor Mm -hmm. um about like the the about the the inception of this entire thing like what what did did they ever talk to you about where this came from or what the possibility could have been that would have brought this on, or or is it just completely up in the air and they have no fucking idea? So
2: it was like that for a while. Um, they said they found traces of the mono virus in my system, which I don't know how you detect that. I guess through but I, I really don't know, but I never had mono.
1: Mm, the kissing, yeah, disease. and
2: I I feel like that's one yes. you know you have though, like from what I've heard. Like you seem like very aware, like you feel terrible.
3: Yeah.
2: And yeah. more recently it's come out that um like a lot of kids got this after taking like the Gardasil vaccine, which is the HPV virus. Um and I yeah. had gotten that in the same time frame, but at the time, like that was never brought up. And even now, I like I said, I don't I'm not even sure exactly when I got it. So it could have been within the time frame. So I've had that recently kind of mentioned to me, but I don't, I don't know. I've had other vaccines since then and nothing's happened.
3: Do you mean, do you mean that there was a relationship between the vaccine and getting mono, like there
2: was a higher prevalence
0: of mono? Oh okay okay. Gotcha. Did you did you learn about Gardasil on a Prices Right commercial? I did.
2: Yes, I am very aware of the pricing for it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I can definitely guess within a few cents that will get me to the next yeah. round.
0: I'm wondering if in the fine print or at the end when they talk really fast, if they say, "Mean this is RTP.
2: I don't think so because I don't yeah, think it was yeah, correlated at the time. I think I got it like the first year it existed. Yeah. Like I was in the right age yeah. right. demographic. I think it's, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know. And drugs
3: are usually I'm like dr- drug drugs are just usually like you're going to get diarrhea. <laughs> like uh, you could either get like, diarrhea or you could die. <laughs> that means it's one the other. It'll probably be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah were were you um were you like, it, I, again like it? I mean, I don't want to feel like I don't want to seem like I'm digging digging for this, but like, did you like you know when you're in high school, like you're in a pretty fluid and fragile social, you know, uh, (laughs) environment where, you know, things can change or people can make fun of you or what, like for what, you know, for a number of different reasons, almost, almost all of them exclusively not justified. Um, but you know, when you are being, when you're like, like for example, like the, the, the vice vice president, the vice uh, (laughs) principal, Having to take you from class to class, like in between classes is like, is a pretty, is a pretty substantial social environment when you're, you know, when you're switching classes, like, did you feel, you know, or maybe in hindsight, like, did you feel like you missed out? Did you feel like there was, you know, judgment coming your way or any like, you know, any of that from your peers that, that, you know, was shitty or, or, you know, was the social aspect where people like, you know, was it? You know, was it, was it hunky-dory socially?
2: <laughs> yes, it was hunky-dory. No, um, no that's I, good. <laughs> No, I, um, I, I honestly think this contributed to me leaving high school, like around 16. I had completed most of my classes. I had like two left to go and they offered, I don't know if they have this there. was like a joint enrollment where you can do some classes at high school and some classes at college. So I just asked them, well, right. can I do all of them at college? And they're like, I guess so. And that was a big concern yeah. for them. They're like, hey, you're going to miss your friends. You're not going to see any of your friends. And I feel like I had such a small friend group and like a core friend group. I wasn't, I don't want to say it was unpopular, but you know, I just kind of had my core friends that when I was out, they yeah. still called me on the phone. They still came over when they were allowed to, you know, I still saw those people. And then as far mm. as even like, you were asking the kids, you brought me my homework. Like I didn't know those kids very well. I didn't know their parents. very well. Like They weren't, they were just people who lived near me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. as far as like, people had a lot of questions because I wasn't in school. So I almost felt like in in this instance too, it was like a free flow of information and like interest without being rude. People are like, why were you out? What happened? What's going on? Are you better now? You know, there's a lot of that kind of interaction where people genuinely seemed to want to know what was going on. And I was still like allowed to talk to people and stuff like, you know, and I still was like allowed to have lunch and stuff and sit at the cafeteria with my friend. I was just more of, I needed to be very careful in the bigger interactions in the hallways and stuff. But that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think I think it highly encouraged me to kind of break off from high school rather easily because I just didn't have that much of an emotional attachment to high school I was like ready to move on I was like I'm good I I can cook now. <laughs> I can go to the end of yeah. my- <laughs> yeah. that's,
3: that's probably ultimately extremely healthy since I don't know why there's the, we were having this conversation not long ago. I don't know why there's a saying that high school are the best <laughs> years of your life. Yeah, like, yeah. like, they're so objectively not. <laughs> Blessing uh, in the season. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you, being, you being, like being able to, like, it sounds like you matured you yeah, know, and quite early. Yeah, and even in the way, like,
2: this sounds like an odd to specify but i realized i i was way better at talking to adults because i started to have to like make my doctor's appointments and interact with these Mm. people on a regular basis and even like the vice principal and just like people i wouldn't normally spend an extended amount of times talking to i found that i was like a lot better speaking with adults when i became a nurse and like a lot of my um fellow students that were like really nervous talking to patients and i was like well no i know how to talk to patients because i was a patient for so long and i think that's really yeah, it's been like a weird benefit. Maybe I didn't like high school that much. I might be speaking to that too.
3: But. Yeah, well, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's an incredible learning experience yeah. for what you know ultimately becomes your you know what you do for for your work. Um, like, was what you know? I know you mentioned your mom's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Was that you know, like how much how much did your how much did you do you feel that your your experience your illness played into the desire to become a nurse and to, you know, be communicating with people who are going through and taking care of people who are going through, you know, things that are affecting them.
2: I think in retrospect a lot, like I was still pretty adamant about being a music major when I finished high school. Like that was my goal. I was going to go do music, but then I realized like once I got into it, it wasn't fun anymore because it was just like highly reg- regimented practicing all day You know, super competitive, which not super competitive. And, um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, there's a ton of options in this career field if I go be a nurse. And I, yeah, I felt like I had some insight into like in a, the ability to like be empathetic to these situations that are, like people are coming to see, usually it's not a good thing. Like if you're going to see a doctor and a nurse, you're not having like the best day. And I feel like, mm-hmm. especially as a kid, like I went into pediatric nursing almost immediately. I was like, I want to be there for these kids. They don't all necessarily have the same thing going on that I did, but you know, Just to be able to talk to them like people and not just like like recognize they're scared, but also show them like, hey, this is going to suck, but also I'm going to speak to you and we're going to learn this Mm -hmm. together and you're going to be. I think it's just really helped me communicate with kids as patients a lot better and the parents because, you know, I saw how my mom reacted and she held it together for me, but she's told me, you know, later it was really hard for her. Like. Yeah, yeah, no doubt,
0: no doubt. Yeah, Guys, we, I, I think I missed my true calling in life of being.
2: A oh nurse. my God,
3: Brian! This is this is this is Brian. Brian hears anybody talk about any something
0: job something new that he every, every week. You know and, what I think it is? It's when people talk about their jobs passionately, like, yeah.
1: like a but pediatric for, nurse. <laughs> well, but, but, Brian, but, just wait, just wait for it because because not only not only did Katie have a a, a potential career in music, <laughs> not only did Katie go on to become a nurse. Not only does Katie co-own a farm She also is the crazy lizard lady And has like Oh right Fucking like 500 (laughs) lizards and snakes and shit Wait, what? Can we get? I mean, this is wait, like totally is, off base. This is out of left field, but, but I think this is a great way to wrap this up. Yeah. Can, I, wait, can wait, we talk about wait, the wait, lizards? Can
3: I say one thing <laughs> related to nursing before we talk about the lizards? Because yeah, yeah, I sure. think that this is actually really important, even though it's a little bit of an aside. But you're a nurse, and it's so it's related in that way. <laughs> is that Brian and I were having this conversation the other day about um, nurses in nursing in particular, and like how there are. Like there are, and this can be applied to any job of people being like, "Hey, like I think I'd be into that job," and then maybe not necessarily having the motivations that that will provide the the staying power for you to be in that job, which is highly demanding. Yeah, you know, so much work, shift work, dealing with you know dealing with people who I'm sure a lot <laughs> of people who might not be super stoked that you're doing what what <laughs> you're doing, um, and and how. And, and just speaking to the like how people that go into nursing, which sounds very much like you and 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 a lot of people that we hear on the podcast who have gone into nursing and have an ailment or something that they've dealt with really seriously in the past, like that motivation backing up or being the foundation for what they do seems to just have this incredible power for those people to not only do their job well but do their job well for a really long time because it's mm-hmm. like really ingrained in them that that they are, that they know what you're going through. That was really well said. (laughs) And I find that in in the least
0: cliche way possible, it's, it's passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're genuine, genuinely passionate, passionate about it. Yeah. So now that's why, that's why I think that I missed my true calling because I think being a pediatric (laughs) pediatric nurse would be, man, it would just be so fun to like go in (laughs) and obviously knowing that there's kids that are suffering. That's not, that doesn't that doesn't sound fun to go in and see those kids every day. But like knowing that you can but go important. in and and try to like make their day one percent mm-hmm. better just by mm-hmm. being there is pretty sounds pretty rewarding. Mm-hmm. It is. I've
2: I've so thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. Yeah. So lizards. Lizards, you know? yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> let's <laughs> talk. So tell us about let's your talk. so tell us about your
1: <laughs> What is the deal with this? With because like, like okay, so the, I mean I, I'm just gonna I hope it's okay that I plug this and put That's it fine. out there, but um uh Sunshine State Serpents is the Instagram. Uh go check it out because like <laughs> dude, there are so many lizards and snakes. Yeah, here. all those things
2: live in my house. Well, so h-
1: how did you get how did how did this come to be?
2: Uh so that's hundred percent my husband's fault. Um, it's his doing. I have no particular passion for reptiles. <laughs> uh no, that was our first date where he's like you know we were gonna go back and watch a movie or whatever he's like okay i just have this like one thing and i was like oh no he has like an ex-wife and six kids like why is he being weird all of a sudden <laughs> and he's like no like how do you feel about reptiles and i was like oh okay like do you have a snake or something he's like yeah like <laughs> um yeah. but he had like i say a small number of reptiles when we started dating like 20 which i guess is not small Whoa. <laughs> That's it. Oh. how much
3: that's a couple how much of a stereotype is it that like people who live in Georgia or Florida are like all oh, rep, yeah. reptile lovers? You, like, you, is that, that, is you, you did not understand the market yeah. for
2: this, and neither did I. Like there's just like a <laughs> so Like we do most of our business like through Instagram and Facebook. People see them like I want that. Can I buy it? Like <laughs> I like, wow. I had no idea that there was but yeah, you go to these, there's reptile shows. I don't know if you knew that. Um and yeah, they look a lot of the people look kind of like how you think
0: they would. Um, just like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds really I imagine that it would have been a breath of fresh air to be on the f- a first date with a guy and have him say, do you want to come home and Take see you back my to his lizard den? And not actually mean and something not, else. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. not be... And not yeah. he's not being a,
3: just a total creep.
0: Yeah, because yeah. he's just like... <laughs> how, how, many, how
3: many
1: reptiles are you guys up to right now? Like, how many how many do you have? I mean,
2: it's... We don't count exactly because we a lot are born, a lot are sold. It's probably somewhere between like 150 and 200.
3: Wow. <laughs> what's the biggest? What's the biggest cr- crawler? Wow. What's the one crawling around that's massive
0: or slithering? Yeah, slithering, or Not massive, it would but be the a, um,
2: We have the only snakes we have are boa constrictors, and they get to be like about six feet. Like the the gold <sighs> ones are bigger, so they're pretty heavy, and the the males stay kind of small. But um, we have a few that are that sized and um wow. we actually we bought a new house i'm in the new house so none of them are here yet and we have an extra building for them now so they won't actually be in my guest bedroom um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um yeah we have a lot of lizards and just two breeds of those but a whole bunch of them and oh constrictors and uh, nothing venomous nothing poisonous wow. um
1: i used to have a i used to have a python a bald python when i okay. was uh, a really young kid
3: how big was it You've told me this, but Uh, I can't remember. He wasn't huge. His name was Champ.
1: And uh, and, and here's a really sad story. My dad went away for business. My dad was the one that got us the snake. And me and him loved this snake. And my dad went away on business. And my mom was terrified of the snake. She just thought, like, it'll get out and and eat me when I'm asleep. (laughs) And I came home from playing one day while my dad was on business. And there was these people coming and going out 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 of the house. And I was like, who are these fucking people? And why are they carrying... Like, why are they carrying... All of the glass and like framing for for the uh, like tank, and then I got inside. My mom was like, "I sold the snake," and I was like, "No!" My dad, my dad came over was like, "Where the fucking where's the snake?" My mom was like, "I got rid of it," and I just couldn't have it. Oh, that's too for bad. Reference ball pythons yeah, I, are I, like two feet long. They're so little. He was such a little boy. He was just a little boy. Snakes are so cool. He was really cool. Yeah. Snakes are very. cool. I'm Not a huge yeah. snake fan. I, I would I, get a snake. Kylo feeding never do him. It, feeding him was trippy it. though. And we we don't have to talk about that on air. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you don't know offend any there, of the more yeah, sensitive listeners. People get real sad. <laughs> yeah, I had
0: I had feeding, a pet rat. We, I had a pet rat, which is why I hate this conversation. Well, we don't feed anything yeah, anybody,
2: anybody anything alive. If that makes you. Yeah oh, right. Okay. I know. If, I understand somebody yeah, has to do that. Same me neither. They freeze them and send them to us.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Me neither. Oh, me neither. Cool. Wow! Okay. Oh, I, I wow! I didn't I know, know that, that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we didn't feed anything alive, right? yeah, it in Yeah,
2: I have a really weird <laughs> other life. <thing. laughs> well, Wait, it's very
1: cool. I, it's very cool, and I, and I, I I just it's so fun to go through the uh,
2: through the Instagram <laughs> there and,
1: and see all these really really cool lizards and, and I do snakes.
0: I do have really two really quick questions <laughs> about it too. Um, I'll ask them both <laughs> at the same time, but one is, do you name all of the uh, all of the animals and the second one is, do you have a favorite?
2: Yes and yes. Okay. Um. So, we name all the ones that my my husband had to change this a while back. Um. Because I would get really sad when we mailed one of the ones away that was named, and so he only mm. lets me name the ones that are gonna like make babies. So we likely won't okay. sell it.
3: Okay.
2: Um. And yes, my favorite is named Ducky. It's called a Lichiana gecko. It's the largest species of gecko in the world and cool. yeah it's oh. super cute um not the oh. large species ducky. of my, lizards get
3: really big but yeah. my grandmother called me ducky when i was a kid Aww. really yeah that was my neck that was oh. her name and you looked like a gecko <laughs> when you were a kid too yeah i think that might have been the that might have been the motivation i like ducky from the, uh, yeah
2: that's uh, what we named time. it from <laughs> so it looks like yes. a little dinosaur <laughs> Oh,
1: that's yes, um, Katie, uh, I'm going to ask you the question that we ask uh, most of our guests. What would you say is the biggest thing that that ITP had had taken away from you?
2: I actually I had this discussion with my husband like, like a, a few weeks ago and I was like, that would be good for the uh, response. I, um, I think I have trouble recognizing that things aren't a big deal health wise. So if I have like a little sharp pain somewhere, or if something feels off, my mind kind of goes to this worst thing. Because I think that goes back mm-hmm. to I didn't really feel that sick and this really bad thing was happening. So now I think it's gotten to the point where I get kind of nervous about any little thing. And I think that kind of stems from that. It's it's interesting that we had just talked about that. I think I I think the worst when it usually is nothing. And
1: mm.
2: yeah, that's kind of.
1: Unfortunately, what, what would you say is what would you say is the biggest thing that it's given you?
2: Um, I, I think we hit on that a lot. It was um, I think it helped me kind of grow up really fast and it helped me kind of find myself a career that I really fit into and kind of the ability to give back, especially to kids that are going through some really scary times and parents. I think that's given me the ability to really be there in there with them and not just somebody providing care off a you know to do list. Well, I, think, mm-hmm. I think that's been a really yeah. positive
0: take away from that. Ooh. That's awesome.
1: Well, Katie, this has been uh, really, really fun to sit down and chat with you for an hour about uh, about your life and, and the wild shit that you went through <laughs> as a kid. Um, uh, so glad that you're in remission. We hope that keeps up. And and so glad that we've now found our new favorite um, place on the <laughs> internet to look at lizards
3: and snakes. Yeah. Um, and, and and thank you for all the laughs. Oh, it was yeah, a pleasure. Too. It really was
1: Fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was really nervous. You guys
1: made this really fun. <laughs> All right, folks, there you have it. That was our conversation with Katie. What a bubbly human! Uh, had so much fun talking about ITP, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We are coming at you three times a week, so we'll see you on Wednesday and we'll see you on Friday. And if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, it would be. Just the bomb. Bomb.com if you left us a rating and a review. And if you're listening on Spotify, it would also be bomb.com if you hit the follow button. Uh and of course, every Friday, our YouTube episodes, uh, our Feel Good Friday episodes on YouTube. Join the comments. Been really fun to read those comments over the you know the past few months. Um, and love seeing you on there. Sick Boy is a podcast, uh, oh, actually, before I give the credits, uh, if you want to write to us, Sick Boy Podcast, um, nope, letters at sickboypodcast.com, really nailing this outro, Uh, and if you want to be a guest, uh, like Katie was today, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact, shut up, donut, Um, and uh, on to the credits, Sick Boy Podcast is brought to you. By myself, Jeremy Saunders Taylor McGilvery, Brian Stever We are managed by Talent Bureau And the beautiful, lovely human being Jeffrey Lonis um, The music comes from Take Part The band that is now defunct And of course, this episode was Mixed by our buddy Over on Prince Edward Island, Donovan CPAP Morgan That is it for this week I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy